You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, you are listening to Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl O'Connor and I'm joined by the one, the only, the undefeated 1-0, Mr. Martin Hardy. How are things, Martin? Just uh, living as an undefeated, undisputed and and unchallenged champion. I this think we're true. up to, what is this? Is this week week 20 now? Of that coward CM Punk not even <laughs> responding, not even responding to our repeated challenges for a, a fair, simple, straightforward scrap. And I wouldn't mind, he, he went through all the hassle to get a rematch for a belt that he was fairly beaten for. And three now, minutes. You know, three minutes. I mean, like, I'm Glad like, sorry, man, he lost. Yeah. You no know, wonder it's... he went to UFC. It's only have three minute rounds. That's <laughs> It's nothing. <laughs> Actually, um, I just before we came online, I finished watching uh, Dynamite, and right. I am um, mega hyped for All Out. I cannot wait for All Out. Uh, it's going to be very good. So this weekend, we decided to, um, you know, obviously we have our we have our um, WCW timeline to finish show. So next week, what we're going to do is we're going to do two sets of live shows. So if you guys listen to Phoenix FM. Go over to Nerd to Know Media right now, and you can find there um, all the details for the stream. We're going to start streaming at half ten, and on Friday, and we're going to do two hours. We're going to do all out, and we're going to do Clash of the Castle because we want to give them an hour each. Um, they're going to be huge shows, and it's kind of it would be wrong to squash them into one show, and it also will be wrong to like you know cover them now because it's not really much point. Um, so we're going to do them both next week. So. If you're listening to us on Phoenix FM or indeed on the internet, um, please go over to Nerdtown Media now and you can join us next week where we'll be doing it live. We might even throw up some events or something, Martin. Yes, and I'd, I'd like oh, to on, throw on out a, I'd like to throw out a cast guarantee, nay, a solemn pledge to any of the people who caught us on the live stream oh, yes. uh, last week that I will be both coherent and aware <laughs> so, when, for, when we review Clash of the Castle and all out. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the last <laughs> stream we had was what I'm now calling our drunk cast, um, where uh, yeah, one or both of us gets to gets uh, intoxicated and um, we just have a good time, which is what we did. And I thought it was a really fun show. So uh, next week will not be a drunk uh, will not be a drunk cast. It'll be a regular live stream. <laughs> regular uh, old live stream. A regular old live stream. But again, we will be taking. We'll hopefully be taking calls, but we'll also be taking uh, chats as well. So. If yes. you want to be involved, please do uh, join us next week. We'll, our social media as well. If you go over to uh, Nerd to Know Media, you can find the links to um, everything you need to know there. Absolutely. So. And if you happen to know either of our addresses and you're very fast in the car, you can drop us in a handwritten letter. 
Don't do that though. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, we don't have a PO box. But uh, what we do I have, have a, I have a post box. Do you have a PO box or just a regular post box at home? I don't even have a post box. I have a hole in the door ah, flap that ah, if fair. the if the wind even farts, the flap rattles all night. <laughs> well, this week we have two very special shows to get to, and they're special not because they're good, but because they're the last ones. This is oh, the, although I'd say they're not bad. They're not bad. No, they're not. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that. I mean, um, we will probably re, uh, you know redo agreed at some point because there's a lot to say, but a lot of the points we'll be talking. What are, about. what are you saying, Daria? You saying my deep insight the other week wasn't uh, wasn't as professional as you'd like it to be? No, I just feel bad because you had so many notes. <laughs> we didn't cover any of them. I did. This, do you know what? This is classic. This used to happen when I did stand-up comedy. I would write out this like this perfectly curated set with you know the jokes leading into each other, and then a big joke at the end that tied back to the joke at the start. And then I'd have a load of pints waiting for my set, and I'd walk <laughs> up there, and uh, uh, between the the curtain and the microphone my mind would just go blank and I get up and I'd waffle for 15 minutes and then I get off the stage. Wouldn't remember a thing that I said and people would look at my notes and go, oh God, no, you didn't say any of this. <laughs> you didn't say any of this. <laughs> oh my God. But the thing about it is, it's like, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that I think um, we're, we would have covered on that show, we're going to say tonight as well because it does kind of tie in together. Like it's, It really is a sad um, state of affairs the end of WCW. Not and again, not because it's bad. It's because it turned such a corner that's like, damn, this is actually not bad. To the point it's extremely watchable. So what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna look at the last episode of Thunder, um, which was Thunder 156 from March 2001. Uh, sorry, March 21, 2001, and the last ever Nitro from March 26th, 2001, Nitro 288 aka night of champions so these kind of again they they feed directly into each other they tie up a lot of storylines from greed and then kind of go into just a really weird show i don't want to talk about nitro just yet because that's kind of its own thing let's talk about thunder so the the first but just very quickly there before we get into thunder sure the the day after night after greed yeah there was another nitro there was yeah Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I just wanted to point out some of the, the bigger things from it. So one of the things I really loved about the the second last Nitro was that it opened with a, a kind of a in-memoriam trailer, like an in-memoriam video for DDP. And apparently this is something uh, Big Papa Pump had been doing for all the guys he'd sort of beaten and retired. Mm. Um, so I hadn't seen those, so I really liked that. But the doubly hilarious thing was that the, <laughs> the one for DDP had, you know, all these lovely images of him fading out, fading in and out with this great music. But the background was just a trailer park. <laughs> 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 um, and the other big, uh, the other big thing that happened was uh, so Dusty Roads and Dustin Roads. Uh, if you remember from Greed, had this kiss my ass thing with yeah. Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair. Yes. And at the end of the second last Nitro, uh, Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes beat them again. They were like, and now, Daddy Flair, it's time for you to kiss my ass. 
and he, he went backstage and they brought out a donkey. So it was literally, it was kiss my my ass. Um, and they, they dragged down Ric Flair and Jeff Jarrett by the hair and slammed their faces uh, into this donkey's arse, which I thought was great. And having, speaking as uh, a farmer, uh, having been kicked by more than one cow, fair play to them because I, I wouldn't like to come up behind a, a donkey that wasn't expecting it. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. not. Not that the donkeys in South Armagh be expecting it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just thought, I was watching it, I was like, you know, like the, there was one or two good matches. Nothing really we've reviewed from the whole time with WCW has been a great like match. Like in-ring, you go, wow, five stars. But there was a few good matches. There was a couple of good segments. And then it ended with this big, ridiculous donkey-kissing thing. And I was just thinking to myself, man, if they had shown just a little bit of humility, and if they'd said, look, we had a great run, but Raw's on top, Raw's likely to be on top for the future, and we're going to, say, do a WCW rebrand and move Nitro to a Wednesday night, you know, something like that, I would watch this. Like, back in the day, I would never have watched this instead of Raw. But if this is on a different night, I would have watched this, you know? So it's just, it's like you were saying earlier, there's a there's a, a tinge of sadness to this. Well, what's funny about that is, that's kind of what happened. For people in, in the UK and Ireland, um, the only way you could watch, and again, like, this was, what, 20 years ago, the only way you could actually watch Nitro was on a Friday the same time as Raw on a Friday, and it'd actually be on pretty much around the same time. I think it was I think it was on Bravo, uh, the old channel Bravo, which I think was owned by Spike. I'm not too sure, but yeah, that's the only way you could actually watch Nitro at a certain point was to watch it on the same time on a Friday. So I mean, even when when they were replaying it, they didn't have that awareness to be like, maybe don't put it on at the exact same <laughs> time. There's no reason for it to be on at the exact same time. And, so and yeah, I mean, that's, thing, how, like, that's how you watched it over here back in the day. WCW at that time, like, I know things are very different now with the internet and streaming and all that, yeah. but back then, WCW was still getting good numbers. Like, WCW was getting numbers promotions nowadays would kill for. Yeah, like, okay, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do think it was um, it was either, like, a high two or three. Yeah. Like Rod, Rod doesn't even get that now. No. And, <laughs> and they, were, they were getting that with Raw on at the same time. So if yeah. they had to move to a different night, like 50% of that fan base would have still said, ah, it's Wednesday, I'll stick WCW on. You know exactly, like, yeah. like Because there is a lot there. And um, Nitro in particular had a lot of good things in it, which, you know, in a, in a weird way, we, we've deprived ourselves in a sense of just watching the pay-per-views. But for better or worse, I think that was a smart decision to do, particularly during the dregs. But this product, watching this week to week, would have been a much different experience than even six months ago when you were watching, yeah. you know, six months ago in, in the mid-2000s when it was really bad. And I can only imagine how bad that show actually was. To but watch there's, there's lessons in this for wrestling today. Which for, they didn't follow. 
<laughs> no, well, ho- hopefully for the likes of Tony Khan and uh, Triple H, mm. um, a wrestling rivalry is good. Mm. Wrestling rivalry is good for everyone. A wrestling war is stupid and is yeah. stupid for everyone. And, you know, even if you're winning the war by 90%, there's still 10% of an audience that you're just like not picking up. And I think we talk about it more when we do the final Nitro, but in particular, the way WWF treated WCW fans, it was like, yeah. it was like they didn't want their money. It was the dumbest stuff. Well, it was, it was ego. You know, that was it. It was just 100% ego. And I think the thing that will change now, and even, you know, not to date this podcast, because obviously the goal is to look back, not not to look now. Um, but even with, with Vince McMahon gone, I don't, I think that, that mentality is finished, you know. I it, hopefully, you know, because Triple H again doesn't seem like a kind of guy who's interested in playing that kind of game. Tony Khan, you know, he did no. the Forbidden Door pay per view, like legitimately. So, it's, and has uh, said he'd be open to a Forbidden Door type thing with WWE, which they should do. I mean, they, that would make a lot of sense, you know, go 50 50 tons of money. And I, but, I, I do think we'll see that at some point in time. I really do. I, and I genuinely hope so because, right, see the weddings and the war stuff. That was kind of fun when both shows were on at the same time. Yeah. And it was kind of a direct competition. And everyone kind of knew it had a time limit on it. Like, both shows weren't going to be on at the same time, you know, forever. Like, either AEW is going to fail or... WD we're going to go, we're only hurting our own development brand here. So there was, there was kind of a, a time-limited amount of crack to that. See this now, people putting up like, you know, the, the figures from SmackDown and the figures from Rampage and going, oh, you know, another... Is, is, am, I, am I the only one? Does anyone else find this stuff just tedious now? Just boring? Like, you want to go online and, and say, oh... What about this? What does everyone think is going to happen on Raw? What does everyone think is going to happen on Clash? What does everyone think is going to happen on All Out? And it just, it's two tweets before it devolves into the same goddamn in the mud stuff. Yeah, look, it's, it's tribalism, you know, and, and the thing about tribalism is it no, no one benefits from it. You know, if you're not willing to sit there and go, hey, I'm willing to give this a chance. And that's the thing, it doesn't happen. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny to have lived through... And again, like a lot of wrestling fans who are doing this probably either didn't watch wrestling then, were eight, um, or whatever, you know. I mean, the internet was a thing, but we didn't really have the internet in a usable way until 2002-ish, 2000, like in a real way. And I think I had the internet in 1999, 2000, but it's, it wasn't, you couldn't stream something on it. You had to like download it to a floppy disk or something. Um, I remember going on WB.com actually in 1999, and it was not fun. <laughs> um... <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, you know, when, when people are not willing to listen to each other or try something, you know, they're, they're, they're doing themselves over and it seems like it's happening again because, you know, obviously we live through the Monday Night Wars and then, you know, a lot of people. I, lo- I, lo- I love that. We, we lived through the Monday Night Wars. We did. Well, here's, <laughs> you know, as someone who was in trenches for Impact Wrestling, TNA, I also lived through that as well. <laughs> And See, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't live through the TNA things. That I I didn't watch TNA as much, but did live through the Monday Night Wars and did live through the Troubles. So we're kind of even. We've both yeah. lived through two wars. 
But the, the, the reason why I bring up the the reason why I bring up the the impact one is because a lot of the toxicity that would happen now with AEW fans has already happened. I'm like, oh, that doesn't benefit anybody. You know, the, did, did it, Impact get a lot of a lot of this stuff? A lot, yeah, it did. Yeah, that's why. Like, even when uh, you know, some people are wondering, oh, Darrell, why are you so uh, he- hesitant to support AEW? I'm like, no, I'm not hesitant to support AEW. I'm just. I've already been here. I've seen this happen. Now, to be fair, AEW's done You've a lot better. You've been before. Yeah, I, and it just doing the stupid, you know, WDB bashing for no reason doesn't benefit anybody because it just, you know... Now, what happened with, with TNA was they completely lost a run of themselves and went off into the, the stratosphere and then came back. So they're not doing that in AEW, at least. AEW's run a hell of a lot better. But it is funny to see that no matter what happens, when they settle into tribalism, it ends the same way. And that's exactly what happened with WCW, where WWE fans were conditioned to hate WCW. Like, vehemently hate it, or see, or even see it as worthless. So when they did bring it over, it was perceived as worthless. They damaged, they damaged their own brand before they even bought it, which is crazy. Exactly. Crazy. And, and here, what's like the number one rule of wrestling promo? You never is, bury your opponent. Yeah, you berate your opponent. You talk about your opponent's, opponent's morality. You talk yep. about your issues with them. Yep. You talk about their, how they're a goddamn hell of a fighter, but they're not a hell of a man, and I'm going to kick the living hell out of them, whatever it is. But you don't say they're crap. No. Yeah. <laughs> because then what's the point? Oh, him, he's a jobber. I'll be him in five minutes. Well, why would yeah. I watch the show? Why would I watch the match? But, you know, it's but crazy. even for your character, if the, if the guy you're fighting's crap and you beat him, so you what? Do anything. Just be the crap guy. Yeah. And then if he like, beats you, well, you're out the window. Like here's here's the thing, right? Triple H and and mankind, right? That's how you do promos. Yeah. I would show that that feud to anybody and go, look, see what Triple H is saying about Mick, because he could have said anything about Mick to run him down, but he's oh, like, no. Yeah, they're a fat piece or yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. But no, the way he went was he goes, you know. He's a very dangerous, very dangerous competitor. You know, you're gonna take it to the limit, but I will beat you. But he's not and a that's champion. Triple, yeah, exactly. Like, and that's how that's how you do it. But, at the, yeah. but, but that that requires a certain amount of humility. And with Vince McMahon running yeah. WWE at the time, or even the WWE, because the top, because dude, uh, you know, watching we've gone back and we've watched some of the shows from the Attitude Era. There was that open hostility where it was like everything oh. was bad. Everything, you know, but it speaks to the uh, the pettiness of McMahon, very petty, absolutely. Yeah, who would you know laud himself around the world and others would laud him as just a, like a really shrewd businessman, <laughs> yeah, you know. Which he, like, look to be fair, he was, but then he'd do stuff yeah, like this and cost him millions as a shrewd business decision. Maybe don't run the company that you just bought <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> you know, it's like like imagine Tony Khan going out going, I just bought Ring of Honor. And as you all know, Ring of Honor is a load of crap. It's terrible. You should never watch Ring of Honor. And whenever I launch the AEW network with all these Ring of Honor matches on it, you definitely shouldn't watch them. Like, ah, oh, it's just... It's crazy. Like... The thing it's it, it's a thing of its time. It, what's more crazy is WWE was a publicly traded company in two thousand and one, right? 
Was it 2001 when they went public? I, I think they went public in 2000. I'm going to check that actually. On, so the IPL. WPLC. Yeah, 1999 is when they became, uh, is when their IPO was, right? So, I just can't believe the stock holders were like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but then again, it, they weren't able to unseat them. Like, a lot of the changes that we're having now in the WWE are only happening because Vince isn't there. Oh, so all the changes we're seeing, you know, <laughs> it's, well, a, it's, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's like watching a different show. It's a completely different show. It's unbelievable. It really is. What always got me was the story about how, uh, McMahon was going to do Monday Nitro mm. and he was going to focus all the WWF stuff on SmackDown. Yeah. And that would have worked was, actually. That would have been amazing. Cause I it would have been like that, yeah. a genuine, genuine, a genuine, fundamental shift like people would have been like but this is seismic you know even if even if you know it wasn't great you'd, you'd tune in just to see it and that he he cancelled all that because Booker T and Buff Bagwell had a bad match and I'm, the I, match I'm wasn't like, even bad though that's the thing like that match it's that match, fine it was TV it, yeah I think it, two and a half star TV match look but the point was like I was looking at that going I'm like We've never had any stinkers on Raw in well, 25 look, years. Here's the thing, right? On these shows, right? Let, let's just go with the, the with even the, 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 the Nitro there that we just talked about, right? Yeah. Buff Bagwell's not the person I would leave with. I know I liked Buff Bagwell. I thought he was hilarious, right? You know, Bam Bam. Pay for Bam Bam. Oh. Bring him in with Booker T. Get Scott Steiner in. With Booker T, literally redo the main event of Night of Champions. Why didn't they do that? And it's not. It's like do you it's, know what it reminds Bob me of. Bagwell was a terrible decision. I'm sorry, no disrespect, Bob Bagwell, but it reminds me of the Resident Evil movies. So I'm, or the, I'm or the new the show. One. Or the new show. Oh, well, that, that, well, that was a whole whole oh. other level. Of, but but the point is, with any Resident Evil media, I don't know how they get it wrong. All the goddamn work has been done for you. You have a built-in fan base. You have a built-in story. You have a built-in lore. You can't get this wrong. It's the same with when WF bought WCW. It's like you have such an amazing history here. Like, like everybody thinks WCW and they think 2000, 2001. WCW was right back to the 80s. Oh, sir. And from then until 2000, I mean, there is a wealth, there's a treasure trove of brilliant stuff in there. But look, right, th- to that point, right, the last Nitro and the last, even the last Thunder, which is, look, it has problems, has a lot of problems, yeah. but, it, but it also has two really good matches. It has the Young Dragons and Air Raid, which, by the way, features AJ Styles, a very, oh. very young <laughs> AJ Styles. Uh, Dave is losing his mind right now. Um, and Dave, where are you? Exactly, we're talking so, about your boy. Come on. Sometime, Dave, you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that you picked your child over <laughs> AJ Styles. <laughs> but the thing about it is, if they had just went right, we're going to book Raw. We're going to, you know, our first Raw is going to have that. You can, you could probably pick those up pennies on the. Their contracts probably came with them. So you would have had them. You could have just, you know, done that. Mike Awesome, yeah, you had his contract. Rick Steiner, oh. 
Canyon, who was Indian invasion, right? Jeff Jarrett, now fair enough. Jeff Jarrett was never getting hired again after what happened. So <laughs> it took 20 years um, to do that. And, you know, it was what it was. Scott Steiner's contract was there. So, like, I mean, man, there you go. Don't be petty. If it, if it is literally Dude, it started just... off. So on the Nitro, on the simulcast, you know that was okay, right? We'll get to that. We'll we'll, we'll get to that we, point. Yeah, yeah, we, get we to will that. get to that point. But speaking of, okay, hold on, we're, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping ahead. But look, the Thunder Real uh, uh, 156, right? That Young Dragons air raid match is brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And I'm just yeah. like, wow, they had this still at, at its and, death door. They had this. The still. thing was, at the time, WWF had nothing like this. No, 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 no. Had they nothing. did. They did not. No. If if there's one thing, even at its absolute lowest depth, if there's one thing WCW always had over WWF was WCW's cruiserweight division was must see. A WWF's light heavyweight was piss break stuff. Yeah, yeah it you was. Know. And, it, and the, the the interesting point on that is like. You wouldn't see this in the WWE. This never translated over. They like no. a lot of this went into TNA, and TNA yeah. picked this Roy up. Obviously, not just picking up AJ Styles, but that kind of ethos where it's like our, our thing here is the cruiserweights, is a athletic competition. So you can kind of see, basically, to put it put not too fine of a point on it, WCW in two thousand and one very much is WC is uh, early TNA. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, without some of the, the bigger talents, but you know, a lot of the bigger talents weren't there. The biggest talent on the show, uh, on on Thunder, was uh, Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. Did you not feel though that once WCW, even though they didn't do it as a to do so, uh, it all happened by accident and fallouts and drama backstage. Once they had cut out the rot. Got rid of Russo, mm. got rid of Hogan, mm. got rid of Nash. All, all, all the guys who were backstage politicking and putting themselves forward and all that, and they had, they didn't have those big names to lean on anymore. They had to concentrate on their own guys. I found it a much more refreshing show to watch. Same. Now, to be fair, I will say, and I will, I will be very blunt. There is a distinct lack of star power. But to be honest with you, that star power wasn't Hogan, it wasn't yeah. Hall, and it even wasn't Nash. And, you know, it what really I, wasn't. So, no, uh, what, and in in terms of star power, I thought they did a hell of a job. Not the best wrestler in the world, but I thought they did a hell of a job making uh, Scott Steiner feel yeah like a huge star. Like a yeah. huge, why WWE? Like, I get why they were wrong. Mm. But I get why they did away with 90% of WCW contracts. But man, there are some absolute brain farts they made with yeah. guys that should have been brought in and brought in big. Now, an interesting thought experiment, right? Just say WWE, because say WWE bought uh, WCW, right? And they didn't do that. And they were going to launch Nitro instead of Raw, right? Scott Steiner, Booker T., they are your top two guys, which they would have been, right? They absolutely would have been. Yeah. You could plug in a Chris Jericho, a Benoit, uh, ah. and, and you have 
a very a Kurt Angle. Um, you know, these are guys, well, apart from Angle, these are guys who have real WCW history like a year ago, yeah, but also they were there doing some of their best work and they actually could have gotten the mix there, had the belt, have you know. And it's just it's 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 crazy to think that it was just there because, like as I said, the lack of star power was a thing yeah. that would have been solved by WWE by literally just going, "Oh, let's just take some of the lads, plug them in there." There you go. <laughs> the imagine fixed itself. Imagine the, the invasion. Imagine the invasion coming in, and Benoit going on a run of just murdering WCW guys. Going like, "Is my belt." I'm the I, last WCW champion. I never, I never lost, lost that title. I never lost I never it, dropped yeah. that title to anybody. Yeah. You're a goddamn phony and just murdering lads. That like, would be unreal. That would be unreal. And there's, there's a million stories like that there in the invasion. Yeah. And then it, you can it, have, well, here's the thing. You could also have, right, Benoit goes off and does that run. Then you have Jericho going, I was never given this opportunity. That's my belt. Yeah. I tell you, then, what, you know, apart from, apart from, Somebody going back in the past and applying a uh, super strength, super glue to Vince McMahon's zipper. The invasion is the biggest missed opportunity in all of wrestling history. It's up there. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's very, it, it very, it very much is up there. Like it's, it's one of the things where you're like, if. If Vince McMahon hadn't have been in charge of the WWE, if if the invasion happened now, it would have been very different. You know, and you can kind of see it as, or if it had happened, actually, if WCW had won the war, it probably would have been very different as well. And I do believe that. I genuinely do believe if WCW had won the war, um, we fans probably would have got what they wanted. But with WWE, even in the war with Vince being there, he, he got what he wanted and it wasn't good. <laughs> But, but, but the thing was, neither of these companies had the day. No. Just one of them had to show an ounce of humility and go, look, we're we're not about you know fighting with WWF. We're about the WCW world title and we're moving to you know, make it a whole rebrand thing. But don't dude, even don't even remember. admit that it's because of WWF go WCW Nitro now on Wednesdays, whatever. But, you know. but the thing about it, and look, we'd be remiss to say this because we can't just play, lay the blame at, at egos of, you know, wrestling promoters. The reality is, and this is in the the Death of WCW, which is a great book, by the way. I don't know if you read it, Martin, but it is a really good yeah, book. Yeah. Um, and I'd recommend everyone listening now to go and buy it. Um, it it's everywhere. And it's read it because there will be questions on it next week. <laughs> Uh, it's Brian Everett's book. It's it it is a fantastic read. Um, and the truth of it is, uh, WCW wasn't wanted on their network. Yeah, and that's what killed WCW. It wasn't Vince Russo. It wasn't. A, they were like, you know, we don't we want you gone. And well, Vince I, just bought a, a pennies on the dollar because it wasn't worth anything. I think it's it's partly that. Look, it's if, completely if, that. Now, if if WCW had of as I said, move nights and still had a respectable audience and they'd gotten rid of Russo, they'd gotten rid of Hogan, they'd gotten rid of, they'd gotten rid of the guys who were costing them, you know, five million a year, whatever mm. it was, and they mm. weren't bleeding money anymore and they had repositioned themselves as, look, 
we're not trying to fill 15,000, 20,000 seater stadiums every night anymore. You know what? You know what? You know what? As well, they, they could have been like sorry, purely, purely business. They could have been an an asset to, to TNT. Well, TNT didn't want them. Sadly, sadly, they're two years out from the internet being stable, right? Yeah. Because what could have happened is, because this is what TNA did. They could have went online, survived for a couple of years until they got bought by Spike. And yeah. that's kind of, that's exactly what TNA did. It's just unfortunate that they were in that gap when the internet wasn't stable enough to host something like a video platform. Because YouTube, I think, was 2005, 2006. Um, yeah. And streaming. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Streaming wouldn't be for another 10 years at this point. So, I mean, TV really was where, you know, what they wanted. But with Turner, with, with the, the Time Warner um, deal, it was only a matter of time before they collapsed. I mean, like, look, if once TV is pulled, even in modern day wrestling, once TV is pulled, the wrestling brand isn't worth anything. Yeah, really? Yeah, well, I think uh, your man from Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> would disagree with that. Well, look how much money he's lost. On well, that yeah. Well. That, 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 you know, I mean, like, fair. there's one point where you're, you're hemorrhaging money. Like, there's a good wrestling, well, not good wrestling motion, but a good cautionary tale. Um, Wrestlelicious, it was called. It was this guy. He won a, the U.S. Lotto, and he bought like a wrestling promotion and just lost oh every penny. I cannot imagine a worse use of. Oh, it's, it's 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 something else, and you can see it, guys. You can follow. We might. Do, I tell you what. If you want us to cover it, do let us know. Send us an email or, or do on social media, and we will cover Wrestlelicious. But yeah, he lost everything. <laughs> he lost everything in it because again, there was no TV. It was just, oh, and, and that's the thing, wrestling as it exists, and I think we are going to move away from it with the streaming services, because obviously, you know, they don't really need TV anymore, but as a as a quick, secure revenue source, TV still is where it's at, and it particularly wasn't. Oh, and, and even the other way around, for a television station, wrestling, like nothing else, produces X amount of hours every week low cost like even if if wrestling over the course of the year costs a lot of money it, it, it week to week it actually doesn't you're getting x amount of hours of broadcast and you don't have to worry about it. there's the block for wrestling every week it's got an inbound fan base it's fairly low cost to produce you know like it's it's a, a tremendous asset for any uh broadcast company to have because the likes of i don't know the walking dead you know, Game of Thrones might cost a hundred million to make a season, mm. and it's only on your network for ten weeks. You still have forty-two weeks, yeah, to fill. You know, whereas exactly. wrestling is there, oh, yeah, every e- week with an even dur- audience. Even during the pandemic, the only thing that was oh. still on was wrestling. Now it if, was that it was that weird performance art wrestling, which I really actually liked a great deal. It was like watching a weird play, but um. There is, you know what we'll do? If we're still doing this in 10 years, we need to do uh, an arc about about the pandemic. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Oh, once God, once no. we've gotten over the PTSD. Yeah, once it's a distant memory <laughs> and not like... Everyone's ready to laugh about it. <laughs> oh, do you remember that time when we lost two years of our life, wasn't it, guys? 
some good wrestling though, wasn't some there? good wrestling. God, do you remember Kenny Omega putting on five star bangers in front of five people? <laughs> Um, okay, fair enough. You're on in ten years. We'll we'll, we'll come back to it, right? Um, but, so, but real- Tamir, just I know we're, we're going to get back to Thunder very quickly, but just to get your thoughts on this, like, and again, not to tie our old school review too much into modern lesson, but what you were saying about broadcasting and about streaming and about online, mm. do you agree with me, or or what? What's your view on Ring of Honor? Because I I, I don't think. Ring of Honor is going to get a TV deal. Doesn't need it. Uh, and I think a Ring of Honor online show would actually gain a really uh, not a huge audience, but a, a, a loyal, uh, rabid audience. I agree with you. Like the difference, AEW absolutely needed a TV deal, right, to establish oh, itself. Oh yeah. Right? If AEW's TV deal gone is gone, that's it. They're done. Right there, one hundred percent finished. Because because the that, whole thing is that they're. They're big time. They're an alternative. Yeah, or... but but also, you're, there's only so much money you can pump into it, right? Because TNA, that's what happened. TNA, um, Panda Energy, they were just hoofing money in, and it was just disappearing, right? Um, even with the TV deals. So, again, I nearly wrote a book on, on TNA, and only for the fact that they somehow managed to survive, I didn't have to. So, thank God, because I, I was regretting that more and more. It was happening. I'm like, this book's going to be... Thousands of pages and they'll, they'll you, kill me. You've got it in you, man. You've got I it do, in but you. I, I don't want to do it though. <laughs> so that's the thing. I do. Uh, but anyway, maybe, maybe <laughs> you'll see if there's interest. Um, but yeah, so that that's if you, kind if of. You write a book on TNA. I'll write a book on Phoenix Wrestling. Fair, fair. Which is still sad that that's gone. Actually, that's a massive bummer. Heartbroken. That, that interview, again, by the way, is up on our all the all the lads in Phoenix Wrestling and all Absolutely. the. Irish indie wrestlers in the Irish indie scene, absolutely. Lads. And, and and lasses. And the interview is up on uh, is up on our Nerd to Know Media stream as well. If you guys want to check it out, yeah. but you know, I I agree, man. I think like the difference between an AEW main brand, a WWE main brand, or whatever is because that's the main brand. That's the flagship. Flagship is always going to need TV because it's just one yeah. of those things where you're like. It gives that seal of approval. It gives that big time feel. Even if it means nothing, if nobody watches, it's still a thing, and people will always watch. And then there are those casual, those casual fans where you're you're in a bar or you're and wrestling's on. You know, you're. It's just going to always have that appeal, right? Now with with, with NXT, the same doesn't need a TV deal, and the same with Ring of Honor, really doesn't, because they have the streaming service, they have the flagship already covered, and it will find its audience. People will know, well, look, this is not AEW. This is its own thing. The exact thing that happened with NXT is what will happen with um, Ring of Honor. And the debt nail of good NXT was when it got a TV deal. Because uh, it was completely 100%. So. I was so annoyed because I had only recently, before AEW appeared and uh, NXT made the move and all that, I'd only actually found nxt oh. about, about six months before that that's absurd. and i was nxt is the reason i didn't give up on wwe six months earlier than i did right like wwe was the stuff i kind of watched you know tuesday you know a recording of raw you know sort of eating me dinner a few drinks skipping through the half of it blah 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 you know mm. on my phone nxt was what i sat and watched yeah and then the 
bloody ruin that as well. Well, that's the, you know, you have to be able to, you have to know your product. And there's certain things you can do on stream that you can never do on television because <laughs> it's an old medium and it's, just, it's, not gonna, it's not gonna fly, you know, even if it is, you know, like WWE isn't PG anymore and now it's, it's 13s, but still. No, no, it's still you know? PG. Yeah, but they're. Now there was it, so it's not, it's not it was, hard PG and you know it's it yeah, is, yeah yeah it, yeah uh, yeah in in terms of what they're actually presenting but the like lo- loads of people were upset about this but I think it came out last week that those uh kind of discussions about it moving to TV fourteen had and I'm sure Triple H pushed it but apparently they came to nothing like the the network and. Uh, Nick Khan and all that were like, nah, the the money's but, in PG. But see, that's that that was exactly the point I was gonna make. Even if it is turned in, they're still not gonna push that that boat out too far because guess what? You make a lot more money when kids can watch your show and harass their parents to buy four t-shirts rather than one. Yeah. And that's good business. <laughs> so you're never gonna get that product yeah. on TV because you know, it's not going to happen. Even with AEW, I mean, if 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 AEW get to the point where they are the size of the WWE, at some point they're going to be like, yeah, we can make a lot more money appealing to kids than we can to adults. Honest to God, I, I and I say this as probably the number one AEW fan in Ireland, if, if getting to WWE's level of success means dropping down to WWE's level of quality, I hope AEW are number two mm. forever. And it goes back to what I was saying about WCW, is that WCW could have been a really lucrative, really worthwhile company if they had just accepted that they were number two. Yeah. There's no harm in being number two no, in a multi-million is. dollar industry. But this is know? that was TNAs, and I, I, I am calling them, TNA, not Impact Wrestling, because Impact Wrestling have accepted that, and they have a really, yeah. really, really cool little niche for themselves, which makes them arguably one of the best shows you can watch. It's a nice, tidy little show that you watch every week, and it's grand, right? Like, it's fine. But what TNA did is they wasted millions of dollars trying to trace a dream that was never going to happen. And I remember having in that conversation with Dixie Carter. Had it on the show, to an extent, but actually, when I was talking to her, and she goes, what did you think of the show? It's actually when Drew won the belt. And I was like, here's all the things you, you need to fix. <laughs> and she just didn't listen. I'm like, well, I genuinely <laughs> tried. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. So lovely though. Lovely, lovely woman. That. Genuinely. A lovely woman. Everyone in that company is so nice. But, you know, at a certain point in time, you're, you, you are just talking to the wall. And you're like, all right, you know. But isn't it mad that wrestling is like the only industry where it's number one or dead. Like, no one yeah. would ever go, Pepsi, you're never going to sell as many cans as Coke. You might as well just <laughs> shut down. Just That's shut it, down. You're done, you're done now. And Pepsi's going, no, we're still making, like, billions of dollars. We're not making as much as Coke, but, like, why would we shut down? But, like, and, you're, you're 100% right. Market share is a thing, but you don't need yeah. to be... The, like, being number one is great, but also you can, you know, by being... Like, that's the whole thing about, um, well, I know for some way, uh, people it's a dirty word, but capitalism, that's how it works. You, you uh, If there's just one monopoly 
and no one is trying to differentiate, you're only going to be left with that monopoly. And that's what happened with the WWE. Because everybody basically destroyed themselves by trying to beat the WWE instead of just popping out these alternatives, it made it impossible to actually uh, change anything. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, here's the thing, right? There's a very high possibility ECW was funded by WWE. They pretty much said it, right? <laughs> that, that's... It's it's kind of a, a high-level secret at this point where everybody knows that, right? But that still had its own thing, and that defeat that actually fulfilled its purpose. So when that went under, it was going under anyway. WCW wasn't in that kettle of fish. So when they eventually went back around, went up with the NWA, and set up TNA, if they had just done what you said, where they were just an alternative to WWE, had their own... And for, for the first... Six years, they kind of were. You know, the wheels fell off in 2008. But up until that point, they were like, yeah, this is grand. You know, they were like a bit of ECW and a bit of WCW. And, you know, that's exactly how I described it to Dixie Carter. And she was like, yeah, that's that's what we're going for. And then Hulk Hogan showed up. <laughs> and that's when we had the problem I with just, the PNA. I, I, can't, I can't believe... Because then, then what happened was they tried to become the WWE and lost all their identity. I just, I can't believe this stuff with Dixie Carter. Like, she didn't listen. Like, is she not aware that you are the voice of the number one wrestling radio program on Phoenix FM in Dublin? <laughs> At this point, it was just working for the sun. So let's, you know, oh. I, was just one, I was just many of reporters that were in the room. That's all. The sun? Yeah. My for God. years. Yeah. My, my sister's marrying a fella from Bel- from Liverpool. He Slap the head of you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, yeah, your son. It's, it's different. No, it wasn't even. It was the English one. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that was it. Like, it, the whole, those press meetings were interesting, or those press rings were interesting because you had everyone from the tabloids there, and we were all pretty much saying the same thing. But when you're in a room with somebody who's all saying the same thing, you're like, oh, man. You know, you could just feel it. Like, it was a really, really cool night because that's when Drew won the belt. It's when he showed up and he'd done his promo and then won the belt the same night. And it was like, oh man, they're turning the corner. And so that's why it's funny watching these shows because you're like, oh man, they turned the corner. But then the wheels completely fell off because they were bought, you know? And it's it's interesting. Like, it, there's a good phrase. History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. And oh, you, I like that. Oh, you're welcome to use it, listeners. And also Martin. And but, pretend that it's mine. <laughs> History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. Yeah. And that's comma Martin Herty. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens. You can see it with wrestling as well. Like, you know, like there, that is exactly what I'm talking about, where it it kind of gets better and then just doesn't. And you can see it, you can see it again and again with this. And so yeah, jumping back to Thunder, um, you know, quick results. The Young Dragons defeated Air Raid. Air Raid's a really good name, by the way. I wish that's a cool tag team. Uh draw uh, Jason. What, what is a... In AEW, what's the the uh, team, the the two high-flying team called? I think they're called something like Air Raid. Are they not like the best friends? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of, so they're a great high-flying tag team, and then one brother got injured, and the other guy was like, Kane got a singles push, and then the brother came back, um, and then got injured again. <laughs> Unlucky, and that's the name. I think 
I think they're at the stage now where the because they've been pushing the uninjured brother while the other guy was injured that I don't think he's coming back at all. Oh man. Um he's in the casino ladder match at all out. Let me see if I can get his uh if I can get his name. Well while you look that up I'm gonna run through these. Jason Jett defeats Cash Ernest the Cat Miller, uh, uh, our boy here on the show, Erbukali, <laughs> Ernest the Cat Miller, and M.I. Smooth defeated Chris Canyon and Roadwaller Warrior Animal. Very weird combination, but that was actually was a decent match. Hugh Morris defeats Rick Steiner, which was actually pretty good too. The Filthy Animals of Ray Mysterio and Billy Kidman and Shane Helms, who's moved away from Tree Count, uh, defeated... Chavo Guerrero and Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo and Chuck Palumbo Chuck defeats Mike Awesome in a disappointing match. And then, of course, the main event was a 2-on-1 handicap match. Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner defeats Dustin Rhodes. Interesting point on this. Dustin Rhodes would actually do a promo in the middle of the ring at the start of the show oh, to tie Lord. back to the whole <laughs> um, ass-kissing thing. So, jumping ahead to... So, no- to go on. Yes, just before you do it, it's it, my mistake. They're called Top Flight. It's Dante uh, Martin and his brother. They're called Top Flight. Um, but very quickly, in terms of Thunder, uh, man, do you remember we had this chat the other week about Rick Steiner? Yes. And how in my in my head, like I like nostalgia had it for me that the dog face gremlin was this amazing wrestler. Yeah. And then slowly over the period we did this, like that uh, that memory was systematically dismantled. I think uh, you just got them confused. <laughs> I think you, you thought Rick Steiner was Scott Steiner. Well, I had a similar thing for Thunder. I always thought Thunder was great. Yeah. And I think it's because uh, Thunder was on a Friday. I mean, I think it was actually on a Thursday, but whenever we got to see it, it was on a Friday and my auntie had Sky, so I could go down to her of her fri- house of a Friday night, but I obviously couldn't go down of like a Monday night and set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only WCW I got to see live was Thunder. And I had it in my head that Thunder was this amazing show. It was, you know, it was live, it was exciting, it was brilliant. And yeah, I think this is a bit of a crashback reality. Uh, Young Dragons versus air raid like you say great match the, the dusty or the dustin Rhodes promo with the bag full of stuff was just it, it, i enjoyed it but it was also really weird and out of, pre, out of place like it, it, what was weird about the the the, um, the two shows right the last thunder and the last nitro the last thunder just was a normal show it mm. felt like they're just like, oh, we're just going through these storylines. Bizarre, yeah. But then when you get to Nitro, they're like, oh, here, we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Like, this is not a joke. This is like a serious thing. And you're like, wow, that's so weird. And again, there was no build to what happened on the last Nitro. They're, they, it's, it's not cold open, but it's it's an open sign. Hey, look, uh, this is a night like any other. We don't know what's going on. All the championships are on the line, which, again, is super cool. But it also speaks volumes that the last match wasn't for a belt. One uh, one other thing I'd say about this Thunder was there was a match in it with um what is he called? Jet uh Yeah, uh Jason Jet. 
Jason Jeff and who's who uh, Cash? Any, anyway, the point was Jason Jett had a match on Greed. I need a match on The Last Night, or I need a match on This Thunder. And he was an excellent wrestler. Very good. Really, I only seen the three of his matches, but I really enjoyed all of them. All of them. And it really hit me watching this that, man, there was no way because he was really talented. He was up and coming, but he wasn't a big name. There was no way his contract was ever going to get picked up by WWF. And there are so many incredibly talented mid-card guys who were only mid-card because they were young. You know, they hadn't built their way up through the business yet. Um, who were lost because North America, despite like when you include Canada, despite having 500 million people, apparently isn't big enough for two major wrestling promotions. Um, and and it, was, it was a shame because there are mm. so many WCW guys who, when, you know, the, the, the top guys were arshing about and, and, you know, messing about online and doing all this kayfabe, shoot, shoot kayfabe. Mm rubbish uh they were clocking in and killing themselves for 12 minutes and clocking out and i I genuinely think that one of the biggest uh tragedies about the death of wcw is this there's an entire generation of great wrestlers there who nobody saw never made it like like look at today see if there's no aw there's no Daniel Garcia. No. There's no Wheeler Utah. There's no Dante Martin. You know, there's no Darby Allen. No. Like, there's no acclaimed. Like, there's just a, dozens of guys. I sit here all night naming guys who would have no, there's no space for them in one promotion, you know, because of the style it has and obviously just because of the numbers. But, uh, man, there is a whole lost generation of excellent wrestlers here who lost out because apparently 500 million people isn't a big enough audience for two goddamn promotions. Well, speaking of which, at a time there was two promotions on Night of Champions, right? So WCW Night of Champions. Uh, March 26th, right? Or 26th. The 288th edition of Nitro. So it opens with a world championship match. A unification match, actually, for the the Cruiserweight belt. Well, the sort of U.S. belt on the, the it opens belt. with Vince McMahon. It does. It does open which, with Vince McMahon. Which even now, even watching this back on the WWE Network, even watching this back to see the Nitro opening, to hear Tony Schiavone, blah blah blah, and then to see Vince McMahon come on, man, that I was watching that, and I was like, this is still wow. It's it's one of the biggest moments in wrestling history that really cannot be like it's lost a lot of its impact now because the reference point is kind of gone for a lot of people. Like yeah. even if even if Vince showed up on night on a uh, AEW, you know when he was still the chairman, it still wouldn't have been as big of a deal because you know it wasn't equal. This was a huge thing. But what was weird about it was 
the fact that they went with the like what do you think about the, the belts in general or doing it as a simulcast do you think that was a good decision to put the belts on the line and do it as a simulcast I'd, I'd say two things I'd say the simulcast was phenomenal brilliant absolutely ingenious the thing with Shane McMahon coming out and going the name does say McMahon but doesn't say Vince McMahon the simulcast was incredible mm. my and and what I would like to talk about for a minute is the venue of this Nitro was outstanding. It was very cool. It was a. It, was, it made it look like a massive pay per view. It was awesome. Yeah. My only issue with this is they had two hours. Take yeah. out ads. It's about forty. Like ads, for, ads. It's about forty the, minutes. Yeah, ads yeah. in the US are insane. Like they are. Yeah. If you have a TV show that's an hour, it's really. 40 minutes if you're lucky yeah uh so take out ads then mcmahon insisted on between every match having a two minute skit of his own yeah. and all, weirdly going back to earlier what we said about him making petty decisions over really good business decisions all he ever did in these skits was like run down wcw Run down Florida for some reason as if wwf never runs events in florida yeah uh, and then, oh man, there was a, a whole host of matches in this that didn't need to be on it. So you had really great matches being cut down. To, I have some of the timings here. Literally three and four minutes so that we could have, you know, Bam Bam versus Hugh Morris three. You know, no, nobody asked for that. But one thing to mention about this, right? So if you're watching the episode of Nitro, and you're watching Raw. They're not the same show. Like the the actual simulcast, like stuff happens on Raw that doesn't like. So, for anyone that doesn't know, Vince has two te- televisions set up in his office, right? One has Nitro, and one has Raw, right? This what he's showing on Nitro sometimes isn't real. It isn't what's happening on the show. So either they're showing a feed, like there's the very infamous Jeff Jarrett moment where he's like, you know. You used to call yourself J A double F. Well, here's one for you. F I R E D fired, right? <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett isn't even I don't even think he's on the show. Like I don't even he's not even on the the last nitro, I don't think, is he? No, he's not. No, no, not so, the last nitro. So they actually put <laughs> Jeff Jarrett on the way to the ring from archive footage. So so Vince could do that. Oh, That's God. how petty. That's how petty he was. But I, it, it it goes back to to what we were saying about like imagine Tony Khan coming out and saying, I've bought Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor's little dung. Like And then firing Claudio Castanoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the would. But what I don't get is like an awesome venue. Like like if you're a WWF fan, mm. you're diehard. You've never seen WCW before. You don't want to see WCW. If this was your first experience at WCW, you'd be like, "Wow, this is actually this is something different. This is cool. This is a this is an amazing venue. You know, this is actually this is a really good." And they had a really good um, commentary team. They did um, actually. This is the best WCW commentary team. If they had taken half these matches and look. 
I'm sure some of them was they just wanted to be the good guy. They wanted to get some guys a payday, blah, blah, blah. But half these matches did not need to be in this card because this just snapped through um, really quickly because like matches were given like literally two minutes at a time. Yeah. If they had taken the world title, right, the tag titles, the light heavyweight, the cruiserweight title, and the cruiserweight tag. And and yeah, give give Sting and Flair the match because that was a lovely uh, book ending of the first ever Nitro match and the last Nitro match. But if you're going to do the first ever Nitro match and the last Nitro match are the same with you know the fairly aging Sting and Flair, that's the match that should have three minutes. Yeah. Not the world title match, not the tag title match, but not the cruiserweight title match. That's the match that should be just about the the entrances and everybody get their stuff in and then the two guys hugging the ring and blah, blah, blah. That's the match that should have been cut down in time. Well, here's the weird thing, right? So when you're watching the show, like obviously, again, when you read the book, it seems like nobody really knew what was going on. It's like they booked this show on the day. They had something else and they threw it all out because apparently WWE... Well, that would be classic events. Yeah, but WWE <laughs> trucks showed up the day of to get this all set up and nobody really knew what was going on. So it looks like they had something kind of true, as you said, being the good guys, true as much as they could. And what's weird is, again, when you're there's only like 45 minutes of actual WCW in it and then it goes to an extended, I think it's like, yeah, it's like half an hour long of Raw because Raw was on an hour after Nitro and um, come here can you tell me so is this were the shows two hours or three hours in this two hours but uh, WCW had an hour before so WCW would start first and then it was on for okay. an hour so and I then... was wondering because uh, yeah because after the simulcast and the buyout and all that, I was expecting WWF to go off the air, and then they were like, up next, Undertaker yeah. and Kane. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no, no. No, because uh, WCW actually went on an hour before. So they had a full hour unopposed, and then there was that crossover with the last hour, and that's what happened here. So when you're watching this on the network, you're actually getting, you're not only getting Nitro, but you're also getting a big chunk of Raw. Yeah. And it's, and it's you know what I I wouldn't even take that off them because that half hour that they devoted to Raw was really compelling. You know, it was McMahon came out and did all the stuff like the. Oh, I thought one of the best things ever in wrestling is that thumbs up, thumbs down segment he did. Mm-hmm. Who wants me to bring over Sting? Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. The crowd was mad for Sting. Uh, Goldberg, the crowd was mad for Goldberg. Um, Buff Bagwell gets a bloody pop. Yeah, but he was over. Crowd goes mad for Bagwell. <laughs> Ex Luger. Crickets. <laughs> you know what is cool though? What is cool? Crickets. What is cool is that when you're watching this, and again, like the logistics of this can't really be undersold, right? How oh, did yeah. you get how did you get the fans to stick around for an extra half an hour watching it? And if you're watching, if you're actually I have it in my notes, if you're watching the Simon Cast footage, when it cuts to Shane, you can tell a bunch of people have actually left, like a lot of the bleachers are empty. So they must have actually gone on at some point to win like here, look, stick around, there's there's more on the show. 
So, because I, I think part of the problem with the WCW broadcast. Oh, sorry, sorry, wouldn't you be kicking yourself if you left after the show <laughs> before the biggest moment? Before the, the biggest moment, of the rest. Exactly. Yeah, you're just like, oh, right, we go to the pub. You're like, what happened? <laughs> Oh, I, think, I think part of the problem with the WCW broadcast was though amazing venue, yeah, absolutely great, like really good venue, yeah, looked fantastic, but it came with a problem, and the problem was that it was on like Palm Beach during spring break, you know, great visuals and all that, but you ended up with about half the crowd who aren't actually wrestling fans. There were people who were there on spring break going, "Oh my God, there's a wrestling show on, let's go to it." They didn't really know the storylines. They didn't really understand the profundity of what was happening. So you had Ric Flair out there giving a really good, maybe a bit long, but a really good promo about the history of the NWA, the history of WCW, why this means so much, why even though we're, you know, we're beaten, we're still WCW, we never be WDF, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. giving this really impassioned promo and half the crowd just didn't get it not because it was bad just didn't know what the hell he was talking about because they were spring breakers there for a good time they weren't <laughs> WCW diehards like like I say great venue great visual loved it but <laughs> by all rights the final WCW should have been in Atlanta <laughs> The thing about it is, this happened so fast, dude, that I genuinely oh, yeah. think this was the only way they were able to scramble for something. Oh, and I'm, it probably was the kind of case where Vince was like, or WDB was like, listen, we don't care what you do, just have it done before this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And, yeah, and, and, that, and that seems like that was the case that, like, you have this exact time, do whatever you're going to do, and then get off. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. if you I'm notice, only, I'm only talking about like in a perfect world. But oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. But if you notice when you're watching the show, Tony Schiavone never talks again. Like the commentary team doesn't talk during the like once once that kind of simulcast swaps over because it kind of just cuts into the WWE feed like exclusively. Oh yeah, that's it. You're. I would I would have genuinely actually preferred if they hadn't left Tony like if they hadn't left Tony Schiavone's mic on. And Scott Hudson's mic on, that would have been way cooler for their reaction to it compared to yeah. JR. And, oh, God. Like, yeah. imagine Vince out there on WWF, run down WCW, talking about, oh, thumbs up, thumbs down. And Tony Schiavone speaking over, going, oh, my God, this is classless. What are you doing, Vince? This is. But wouldn't it, wouldn't have, that would have been cool because, like, imagine the way I would have shot it. But then again, you know, Vince is, this is his. This is magnum opus, you know. This is his glory, his, his glory triumph through Rome. You know, he has all the spoils. He wasn't going to let that be ruined for him. But what would have been cool from a storyline is if you're watching that through the Titan Tron or the the Tron in the the, the arena with Scott Hudson and uh, Tony Giovanni talking about it. That yeah. would have been cool. That would have been, been a cool thing to be in, like, and then he could have you know re reset up the new lines and stuff. It would have been great, but they didn't do it. So. I think. I think, uh, look, this should have been momentous. This should have been incredible. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. And it's still, I hold that to this day, the first instance of Vince 
on WCW still holds a wow factor. It does, yeah. And the, the moment where Shane walks out yeah. still holds a wow factor. It does. But you're right. It, if this had been properly planned out, it could have been like all-time best pro wrestling ever. But like you said, this was all like WCW had only been bought officially like four days beforehand. Yeah. Something like that, you know, so you kind of give it a pass knowing that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can tell, I'm glad we watched The Last Thunder and The Last Nitro because watching The Last Thunder, you it, it's just a normal show. They were just like, things are normal, we're going to go, we're, we're going to the next pay-per-view, right? It's bad, and wasn't it? It's, it's like... crazy. And then you watch Nitro and it's like, hey, yeah, we're, we're, we have to get this done and then we're out here. The, there's actually... There's something interesting on the second last. The second last Nitro fe- featured a phone call from Eric Bishop. Eric Bishop wasn't even there. No, just a phone call from Eric Bishop where he went, "Look, uh, we don't know what's happening with WCW. I'm in the process of trying to buy WCW. I'm running into some speed bumps, and I'm hoping that those speed bumps don't become roadblocks. Yeah. So even at that stage." Like there were obviously still, everything was still up in the air. Everything was like, still to play for. You know, it was still a, a, an active moving situation. And yeah. it, was, it really wasn't until Shane walks out, or, or sorry, not Shane walks out. When you see Vince, you're like, oh, this is, we're done here. Like this is, this is it, you know? Um, but even still, man, I, I think the show was good for what it has. It's a very historical, it's not the best Western show in the world. It really isn't. But it is one of the weirdest shows you can watch, and I'd say if you haven't oh, had sh- if you if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, do yourself a favor, watch Greed, watch the last couple episodes of Nitro and Thunder because Thunder's actually you know it's, it's actually not bad, and um, you can really kind of get a yeah. full holistic uh, view of what it was like. And it's it's amazing, man. If 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 WCW had a shutdown after uh, Sin or do you remember the real depth. Do you remember those terrible WCW shows you were in a couple of months ago? WCW had a shutdown then and I'd been like, good riddance. Yeah. No loss. Yeah. You wouldn't have even given a thought to the No, you would have been like you know, mercifully decades of history of it. You'd have been like You're like mercifully it's over. You know? Mercy killing, take yeah. it out the back of the shed and shoot it. But the what makes it genuinely sad is that um the last couple of months, the last two pay-per-views, the last f- sort of half dozen episodes of Nitro and Thunder, it this looked like a company that was turning itself around, that was accepting who it was. It's not the number one show, but it still has a huge audience. It still has, you know, it looked like a company that if, and I'm, I'm loath to praise uh, Bischoff, mainly because of his antics on Twitter, but um, if he had been able to buy it, I, honest to God, think he could have, he could have made something of it. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, it would have been what AEW is now, legitimately. Uh, like, TNA had the potential to be that. And I know we talked a lot about TNA this show, but, I mean, it really is, it really is how I feel about it. And when we're talking about TNA specifically as well, doing those runs, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you guys have, if you guys are like never watched all TNA, I, I think AEW is what Bischoff probably had of seen in his mind where he's like, this is modern 
WCW. Yeah. You know, um, and there's there's no there's there's nothing wrong. No, being number no. two no. in a multi-billion-dollar industry. You know, but, but the thing about it is, it's like obviously that audience never went anywhere. The audience was always still there Just, because it's yeah. watching AEW now. Yeah, that, and it was that watching o- NXT before. That audience, like myself, just went away for twenty years. Yeah, just like oh, I'm watching this crap. And, but it's and, like and, there's no issue with being number two. Like me and you, neither of us are billionaires, no. but we're we're the number two podcast. We're quite content to be in millionaires. You know, we're we don't need to be. Yeah, absolutely. We're you know? okay with the M. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So look, Martin, that's going to do it for this. Um, this run of WCW here on the rewind. Are you trying uh, not to say arc? Cause that's an OSW term. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like not get sued. <laughs> we should, we should go up with, do you remember, uh, the warrior came into WCW yeah. and he came up with the one warrior nation, which is NWO backwards. We should come up with a, with a, an, an, a like a, an, a, an acronym for WSO. I love it. I love it. I think we're or I think we're treading that line with Bookley anyway. Bookley, oh yeah. <laughs> up to the line. Up to the line. Exactly. <laughs> but again, uh, next week we have our Class of the Casual and also uh, All Out show. And then after that, we're going to do the Ministry of Darkness playlist, which what I will oh. do is I'll put up exactly what we're going to watch on our social media. Guys, the best way to keep saying, and again, we're going to get more active on it on the Twitter and on Facebook. Go to our social media, um, nerdtoknowmedia.com or the com. You can find everything there. And um, you follow them, like them. You can, you know, we're going to be a lot more active on that and kind of uh, telegraph on what we're going to be doing in the future as well and we will be uh, live next week taking phone calls and taking chats as well Martin is there anything you want to plug before we get out here I just want to uh, given um, the fact that we did berate WCW for so long and it did end on a genuinely not a high note but a kind of a sad note I would like us all to take a minute to uh, lower the flag and listen to the last post <laughs> Nah, I'm only joking. I'm not going to make you listen to the last post. But yeah, 21 gun, 21 gun salute for WCW. Slangafoy, the Mahara. And uh, we'll see you around the Christmas. <laughs> oh, there's the uh, closing time we, we could play. You know, the closing time. <laughs> I might actually put that in. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week again here on BXI 2.5 FM, the True Penny Channel. And of course, near to no media, the rest of the Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 